Phoebe speaking. G'day, Phoebe. My name's Josh. I'm here with my brother, Sam, and we're recording a podcast at the moment, and we're just doing a ring around to ask people who the most influential woman is in their life. Sure. Have you got one for us? Um, my mum. Beautiful. And what's your mum's name? Name's Trudy. Beautiful. And why is she so influential? I think just because she's strong and honest and kind and somebody that I strive to be like. Just one last one. Besides your mum and someone really personal to you, is there anyone in sort of like the public light that a woman that inspires you? Oh, probably Angelina Jolie. I just like what she does charitable work and stuff like that is quite inspirational yeah it's very powerful now phoebe this podcast is called bromley lynch so if you ever want to listen to yourself speak and talk about your mum like that or show your mum that's what it's called okay sam bromley lynch is like the morning paper it's got your personal column it's got your news and it's got your quiz josh this This is is bromley Lynch. lynch Josh, just beautiful. To celebrate a bit of International Women's Day this week, to ring Phoebe, whose hero is her mother. Are you the same? I think so. Like, I think that mum would be pretty angry at me if I said that she wasn't my hero. Mum, uh, my nan, who unfortunately has passed away, but she is one of the more beautiful humans you would ever come across. What about you? Oh, probably similar there, Sam. Yeah. Very similar. Got nan. She was so good to us. She was great. <laughs> she she was, was just a great person. Yeah, she was. Sam... Huge week. What have no. you been up to? As you know, I've um, been going to a few weddings lately and went to one on, on Saturday and it was great. One of the best weddings I've been to. Good fun, out of the farm, swagged it, which was really good. How was that? It was great. It was a, just a great experience to be out on the farm. Yeah. I've got to just say something that, I mean, no disrespect. Sam, you've got a microphone. I've say got mic- what you want. The celebrant wasn't, oh, she was, how do I say it? She looked a bit out of her depth. Oh, no. And just a few things. And it happens to people. It does. Just like fiddling with her paper. Just Was it windy? It was a little bit windy. Now, I know you pretty well, Sam. Yeah. And you, like me, hate awkward situations Absolutely. socially yeah. like that. You know, Were you watching or no. were you looking away? Josh, I was at the back and I was doing paces <laughs> up with looking, looking at the ground. Uh, because I just can't handle awkward situations. And to the bride and groom's credit, they handled it sensationally. Yeah. Uh, but... It Reminded me of times that I've felt very, I suppose, out of my depth Mm -hmm. in a job. Mm -hmm. I once worked hospitality and it was a uni job, you know, classic, you know, got to go work your Friday and Saturday nights. And I didn't like it. I didn't love it. Let's just say I didn't love love it. it. I didn't, I didn't love it. You know, if they were, if I wasn't on, on a Saturday and I got the call at four o'clock, I was just like, I don't want to answer this because I know exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be me. I'm going to have to come with my white shirt (laughs) and I'm going to have to serve a lot of people. You were dressed like a penguin. I was dressed like a penguin, like full, like it was a pretty um, fancy sort of place, but it reminded me of this time when it was just like a Tuesday night. Okay. In our local town of Ballarat, not much happening on a Tuesday night in Ballarat. And these two people, walk in they knew their drinks and i could tell and it was like you know it was that really annoying time it was 8 30 and they walked in like yeah. 8 30 at night kitchen starting to You're close and that was the worst thing ever when people would walk in at 8 30 just before the kitchen's and, about to and close. you're switching off at this i'm switch josh i'm on the phone behind the teal i'm just <laughs> looking at facebook all those sorts of things and they come in and ask for two long island iced teas and i think what the hell are they? <laughs> I had no idea. I was, you know, early 20s, late teens at yeah. this time. And I didn't know what it was. Your sort of Carlton Draft. Tap. Uh, Red Chardonnay. Bull Red Bull vodka. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, you know, just the house wines, yeah. house spirits. <laughs> and I say, no worries. You know, shrink the tightened. <laughs> and I 
proceed to Google what the hell a Long Island <laughs> iced tea is. I'm like so frazzled with this and yeah. there's so many different ingredients and I'm like, I'm obviously not clear of thought. So I wasn't looking properly for ingredients and I just go with it. I pour these different ingredients in and I think that's close enough. Yeah. There was definitely two or three ingredients missing. <laughs> and I think, you know, just, just sell it to them. So right? Just go up with, I suppose, confidence. Yep. And they might not say anything. Did you watch them drink it? Because that's the awkward one. No, Josh, you don't know how quickly I put those drinks down <laughs> and, and, and walked away. So as I put the drinks down, you could tell it wasn't the most beautiful looking drink. <laughs> and I put the drinks down and quickly walk away. Yeah. Not quick enough until I get an earshot. That is definitely not a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> they said it to each other, which is good to, for yeah. them because they didn't come up and complain. No, they, they obviously saw the sweat <laughs> from my forehead and just how much of a task that had been for me. Is this the same spot that you work when you had a 21st and you were working and you had a heap of our mates there that were causing an absolute <laughs> ruckus? Josh, it was like my mates did not look after me that <laughs> night. They were... Causing all sorts of mischief And I was just hating There was a few times I had to go behind the bar <laughs> And just like breathe to myself Just five deep breaths Just Oosa Oosa It was horrible Oh Sam It just makes you You shrivel on the inside Some of that social awkwardness Sam By the way Got a bit of feedback about the pod Yep From a student at school Right Okay We'll call him uh, Johnny Boy Because I'm not going to say his name Yep He loves the pod mate Love the pod. He's listening to all three. Yeah. Listen to all three. But he wants us to say our names more so we, we they can distinguish who's who. Okay. So let's just keep that up. So Johnny Boy, yep. he that's the feedback. Thanks, Johnny Boy. Yep. I appreciate the feedback. And Josh, what feedback have you got for Johnny Boy? <laughs> No, he, he, good, good student. Good, good student. Good. Yeah. They're all good, by the way. <laughs> They're all good. Now, see, I've got an observation. Okay. Please, please. I don't clean the car all that often. No. Especially the outside of it. Don't know why, I just don't. The other day I was cleaning. I went into the drive-through car wash. Start with the vacuum. Yep. And then go into the washing. Yeah. What's your, where do you go there? Do you start exact with that? same. Yeah. That's the order of operation for me. Yeah, good. I'm doing that, done the vacuuming, going in to wash the car. And I'm washing it. And you start with like, it says like engine cleaner, tire cleaner. Really don't need that. Not one, not necessary. Yeah. But then it's like wash, soap, and then foaming brush. Yeah. And I was saying, I got to the foaming brush and I was midway through around the car and I was using it. I was like, this instrument is redundant. It is. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it really doesn't. You, you, I can guarantee that if I took my car twice and did a before and after photo, one with using the foaming brush yep. and one with not using the foaming brush, I'm going to get the same outcome. Not a fan of the foaming brush. I don't think so. I don't think it does much. Because you know why as well, Josh? Because people do seem to use them. And it's like a toothbrush. Yeah. So the what would you call it? The bristles? The bristles or whatever <laughs> you call them are faded away. Yeah. And they're, they are redundant. I, I think they are. But then it got me thinking about the identity of a car cleaner. So can, can I just quickly jump in, yeah. Josh? I think the foaming brush is used as a tool because you see a lot of people on a Sunday going to clean their cars. It's to get away from their households. <laughs> so people are, I've got to use this foaming brush because it's a good five-minute job. Yeah. It just delays the time I have to get back to where I have to go. Especially if you've got that, oh, what is it, the timer? Yeah. As well. Or if you've got a big car, that's yeah. going to take a while. You know, I've got a little car, that's fine. But if you've got a big car, you're away for a while, you, you know, with the foaming brush. But it got me thinking about identity of car cleaners. Yeah. I reckon if you're cleaning your car every two weeks at home and you've got all the instru instruments, you love your car more than your family. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Gosh, I do. But then I'm a probably once a month, yep. maybe once every two months yep. car cleaner. There's some people that you look at their car, they're never going in there. No. 
Is there anything that you love that's material, Sam? Like a car cleaning enthusiast loves their car. I don't think there is. Not like that. You see There's a passionate car enthusiast with their car, with the cover on top, everything. <laughs> like they love Josh, their car. It is a work. Watching some people clean their cars is a. It's a proper workout for them. For them, <laughs> they're jumping in. They're going through the other doors. <laughs> they're like doing a bit of yoga, yeah. holding one door open with with the foot yeah. on the other side of their car, yeah. trying to hold the other one open, vacuuming the roof. You know, <laughs> it's like how much mess is there possibly going to be on your roof? And this could be a good mother, son, mother, daughter. Father, son, father, daughter activity. Not this one. Nah. Not this one. If you are a car enthusiast, you're the only one touching that car. It's a one person job. It is. Okay, because like, the kid wants to hose it. Yeah. Okay, let the kid hose it, but they won't be allowed. No, because everyone wants to use the hose. Yeah. As well. And this kid, that's probably the first time he wants to, or they want to clean something. Yeah. They don't want to clean their room. They don't want to clean the carpet. They don't want to clean the toy room. Nah. They just want to clean your car, but you don't let them. Yeah. It's so a, what are you doing as a parent? It's a, it's a fascinating observation, Josh, and one that we could delve deeper into. So just for those at home, just have a look at your, your local car wash, yeah. especially on a Sunday, because yeah. there's a lot of people there. And just tell us what you think these, um, we'll call them creatures of habit, <laughs> are up to. Sam, have you got any news for me? Because I've got some news. So there's Tassie tigers, yep. extinct animals. Yep. Not anymore. Go on. So, there's research being done, Sam, at the Melbourne University. The Melbourne University. Always sounds prestigious when a university study is involved. I know, I know. So, Tasmanian tiger species could be brought back to life by scientists at the University of Melbourne in a new world-class research lab, thanks to a $5 million grant. So, in layman's terms, because, Sam, you know, you and I, not scientists. No. Okay. Mathematicians, no. Scientists, didn't no. know that the sun was not a planet. <laughs> exactly right. So we're not... What we're not doing, we're not de-extincting the Tassie tiger, no, are we? we're not. In layman's terms, scientists hope to create a thylacine embryo. The thylacine is also known as the Tassie tiger. Mm-hmm. Early developmental stage mm-hmm. is an embryo. And then transfer it into a host surrogate uterus using the resurrection biology, which sounds like a Harry Potter spell. Uh, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, Sam, a bit of, bit of history on the Tassie tiger, because I find these... An amazing creature. Right. Absolutely. So they were in mainland Australia for some time during the 18th century, but then, you know, they just went to Tassie. How did they get over there? Because they, they didn't have flippers. And there wasn't the spirit of Tasmania at the time. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Okay, so I'm not too sure how they got over there, but then when they were over there, they went rampant. But the last one was killed in captivity in 1936. Okay. 1936, okay. So do you know why they killed them or made them extinct? No, I'm not too sure on that one. I'm really not too sure. Is it sort of funny? You know, I hope there's Tasmanian people listening. It feels like the most famous thing that comes out of Tasmania is something that's extinct. That's true. Like when you refer to Tasmania, it's like Tassie Devil. Yeah. Or um, Tasmanian Tiger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly right. But Sam, so the generous donation came from the Wilson Family Trust, okay? So Russell Wilson said the story of the thylacine had touched his family and first spotted the professor's work on YouTube. So he's watching YouTube, right. thinks this is something that could happen, but they just need a bit of cash. So he's given, the, or the family trust has given them the money to do this. Now, this was also done with the woolly mammoth. So, you know, Ice Age? Yes. The woolly mammoth was $15 million grant to try and do it, to bring back the woolly mammoth and try and do something with elephants and try and bring back the woolly mammoth. It got me thinking, what extinct animal would you love to see? Oh, some sort of dinosaur. 
would be like a T-Rex or something like that. Um, in a controlled environment, of course. <laughs> um, you know, where it's probably handcuffed or, you know, there's it's in cement booths or jail cells or something <laughs> like that because we can't have a T-Rex going around. I think I'd like the woolly mammoth. Right. I think I think of the movie Ice Age and I think that would be a fun thing to see. Like, if you walk out... One day having a coffee and you see a woolly mammoth, I reckon that'd be pretty cool. It would. Yeah, uh, it would. Sam, and speaking of coffee, Josh. Yeah. Okay, so some news that crossed my desk recently. And there's obviously some horrible things going on in Eastern Europe at the moment with Russia and Ukraine. Absolutely. And I saw this morning that places like McDonald's have shut its doors in Russia. All right, they're closing their restaurants. Right. One of the other places was Starbucks. And it got me thinking about Starbucks and its lack of... I suppose, effect in Australia. Yeah. Because it's an extremely popular place, yeah. Starbucks. Especially when you think about us as kids, you seem to always associate, because of Hollywood movies, you seem to associate Starbucks with coffee. Yeah. And you're like, geez, I want to go to Star." As a kid, you're like, I can't Starbucks. wait to go for a Starbucks. Like Krispy Kreme. Which was really weird. Yeah. Like, because uh, then when you got older, you realised there's not that many around. It got me thinking about the, the impact it had in Australia, Starbucks. Yeah. And it came about the 2000 were the first Starbucks it's in Australia. Start of the millennium. Start of the millennium. They got to about 90 restaurants or cafes, yeah. as you like, in Australia. The rate of production was just far too much for the demand that it actually had. 100%. And it just didn't take off. And mm. in 2008, it went from 90 and went back to 23 shops or cafes around Australia. That's not Now, good. the reason behind this is because, Josh, if you go, we've been to America, there's yeah. 11,000 Starbucks 11, in America. 11,000. If you go to Southeast Asia, places like China, Vietnam, there's Starbucks everywhere. I've had them in China. Yeah, that's probably the only place you have had them. Yeah. And America, obviously. It came over here and it probably didn't realise that Australia was full of coffee snobs. Yeah. Because Australians love their coffee. Yeah. And they always have. And that comes from the Italian uh, and Greek immigrants yeah. um, who brought over a lot of coffee and this coffee culture. Yeah. So it was like already in the early 2000s, Australia had this really enhanced coffee culture. They had an acquired taste for really good coffee. Starbucks just didn't take off. Which is fair. Which is fair because people love their different cafes. They love going to little places that provide nostalgia. And... Starbucks just couldn't provide that here in Australia. We actually have so much to be thankful for yep. in terms of the Italian and Greek influence on our culinary scene. We do. And beautiful coffee. But you always were like that, Sam, weren't you? Like, where is the Starbucks? Do you know, I was listening to a interview once with Shaquille O'Neal yes. and they asked him his worst invest or worst business decision. Right. And a bloke came up to him, and like obviously someone who is in the know, and said, do you want to... Um, buy into coffee Like right. a, I'm starting a franchise And it's called Starbucks oh. And he's like Nah Nah As if coffee's gonna work So I think it was gonna be Like a $100,000 investment And now what you said 11,000 of them And, and he said not, no And that's not even to count the, the ones in like Southeast Asia Europe All those sorts of ones Like there's over 100 in Russia That have now closed their doors Yep And I just thought it was Just a good little study Because I was like How didn't that take off? And we found out that Australia full we're of coffee snobs and already had, a, already had this culture of, of great coffee. That's all we are. That's all we are. See, I've got one more thing for you. Yes, okay. please. So I was looking the other day and it's 25 years, I don't know if it's today or tomorrow, since Biggie died. Biggie Smalls. Yes, Biggie Smalls. And I think he was only like 24 or 25 he when he young. died. Yeah. But huge influence On in the, the hip-hop world and hip-hop world. Are you a Tupac or a Biggie fan? I'm not going to profess to know them both really in depth. Yeah. 
Uh, I do like to listen to some of their music. Yeah. You know, I'm all about peace. All right? yeah. I'm not going to choose between Tupac and Biggie. And that's how we got to where we are now. And that's not having Tupac and Biggie around. Yeah. So you're, sa- you're sitting on the fence. I'm, Josh, there are splinters in my ass <laughs> because I'm sitting on the fence so much. Now, it got me thinking, though, what's your favourite rap or hip-hop band or artist? Because, you know, I'm not a big hip-hop rap fan, but yep. I don't mind it every now and then. And some of the festivals that I've gone to in the past, some of the best shows have been done by the rapper or the hip-hop artist at those festivals. I'll give you an example. Hilltop Hoods. Great live performance. <laughs> They are. They are four. Are they four of them? Yeah. Four 40 year old dads from yep. SA. No, no, it's two of them. Oh, so two Josh, of them. These, I've, I think I've said this before, but the Hilltop Hoods, they wouldn't look out of place. You know, they just, when they get on stage, you know, they're wearing their, their kits that, yep. you know, a lot of people would wear. They just take me for the people that, you know, take their kids on holidays to SeaWorld <laughs> and Movie World once a year. And, um, you know, they're walking around Gold Coast, Gold Coast Main Streets once a year. Loving the food court. Loving the, f- <laughs> loving the food court. Probably going to Starbucks yeah. if there's one on the Gold Coast. But, yeah, they are a great live act. They are, not For me, Josh, if we're going sort of American, maybe like NWA, someone like that. Yeah. Like your Ice Cube and your... Easy E. Easy E, yes, Easy E <laughs> was Dr. one. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Yeah. Great documentary, by the way, on Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine yeah. called The Defiant Ones. That is how, brilliant. How, like, Beats by Dre started and... Apple Interscope, Music. Uh, yeah, Apple Music, Interscope Records, brilliant. I believe. Great, great. We're doing the quiz. We are. Okay, we always do the quiz. It's what we sort of finish with. Just like a paper, there's yep. always a quiz involved. Lots of great feedback about the quiz. Yep. What's the feedback you've been getting? The exact same feedback that you've been getting, Josh, <laughs> because we do share the Instagram account. So the messages that you see, uh, the, messages, the messages that I see. Bullshit. Yes. <laughs> now, have you been paying attention? I've, I've been trying. Question one, have you been paying attention? The new Batman movie has just been released in Australia. Name at least five actors who have played the role of Batman in movies. I reckon I've got this. Let's Sam. do this together. Okay, Christian Bale. Christian Bale is one. Michael Keaton. Keaton is two. George Clooney. George we touched Clo- on him a few weeks ago who was embarrassed yep. about the production. We will go Val Kilmer yep. was one other. And Robert Patterson in the most recent one. I believe that is the five... Okay, Sam, we've got Robert Patterson. Yep. Ben Affleck, he was one. Yes, yes, he was too. I didn't see that one. Will Arnett, can't remember that one. George Clooney, Christian Bale, Val Kilmer and Michael Keaton. Robert Patterson was working on Tenet, a Christopher Nolan film, during his screen testing auditioning period for Batman and had to hide the fact that he'd won the role as Batman from Nolan. Because Nolan, obviously, big time director for the Dark Knight trilogy. One of one. Question two. Which award-winning musical opens in Melbourne on March 15th? We're big musical fans, Josh. Mm-hmm. We love musicals. Mm-hmm. And I know I've, seen, I've seen Signs. Yep. Is it not the Moulin Rouge? No, that's already been. I'm going to that, by the way. Got not tickets. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. No, I know this answer. Well, I'm going to back you It's in. Hamilton. It's Hamilton. I believe it's over. Hamilton. Don't you hear about that all the time? Hamilton. Like, people always ask, if you're talking about musicals, everyone asks about Hamilton. Yep. So, it is Hamilton. So, it's an American musical. Hamilton has not only won a Tony, a famous music award, but also Grammy and even a Pulitzer Prize, which I have no idea what is. So, if you want to look up at home what a Pulitzer Prize is, go for it. Pulitzer. 
two of two. Question three. Which German tennis player was just banned eight weeks for an outburst at an umpire? Funny that you say that because we were just talking about him just before. I believe it's Alexander Zverev. He tried to throw his racket and hit the umpire chair. It was shocking. I heard it on the radio. A shocking display of sportsmanship. I thought I used to see some bad sportsmanship at the Ballarat Sports, uh, the the tennis centre at Ballarat. It's got nothing on Zverev. There is something about, and no offence to any tennis players (laughs) out there, but there is something about spoilt little tennis players that, (laughs) Really chuck the toys out of the cot when things don't go their way. It's quite good to watch. I remember going to one one day in Ballarat and the mum of the person I went with said, shh, so-and-so is playing. Don't make a sound. It is very... Three of three. Sam, this is a good start. This is a really good start. Question four. What colour were Warney's eyes? Josh, just a bit of context. Yeah. Come on. It's a sad week for, for a lot of people in Australia and yeah. in the world with the loss of Shane Warne. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I can just speak for myself about how many summers I spent just watching him and that great team go around in the late 90s, early 2000s. Quite an iconic figure and just seemed to have touched a lot of people's lives. Sam, I think one of my best, one of our best mates, Rupert Sankster, he tried to emulate Warney for every single day yeah. in summer for yeah. about 10 years straight yeah. to the point where he thinks he bowled me around my legs, which is a false claim. What colour? I'm going to go blue. Yeah, I think I he's had blue, blonde, blonde hair. Blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking, Warren was born with complete heterochromia, giving him a blue right eye and a green left eye. Is that a half mark? No, it's, it's not. not. That is a trick question, if I've ever heard it. That is a tough one. You yeah. don't see it S- too often. No, you don't. SD cards tried to stump us there. Yeah, three. <laughs> Good pun intended. Three or four. Question five. Warney famously never made a test century. What was his top score in a test match? Now, yes. I know this answer. It's the same as what Sir Donald Bradman's test average was. 99. 99. Like, it would be... I haven't heard, like, an interview from Warney about that. Like, yeah. not that I can remember anyway. It would be interesting to, to have found out how shattered he was oh. not making 100 in his Well, test apparently period. they had a dart and a stubby in the, in the waiting rooms waiting for him. I dare say he still would have gone for it, even at 99. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he was caught on the boundary on 99 to yeah. Daniel Vittori. And it was a no ball. It, it was a no ball. no ball. Wow. We are four of five. Question six. Warney was a man of many controversies. One of them involved getting in an altercation with two New Zealand kids who took a photo of him doing what? The answer to this, I do not know, but there could be a number of options, There's I believe. I think that they're um, it's something it's a PG show. Naked nudity. I reckon he was taking a leak somewhere. Somewhere in a public place. Yeah, in a public place. You're gonna he go with that? Been, yeah, he would have been taking a leak on a wall somewhere. I reckon. Smoking. He oh. had accepted sponsorship from a nicotine patch company in return for quitting smoking. So he said yes to a to nicotine patch sponsorship, and he's done the dirty on him. Josh, just a quick memory of Warney because yeah. we've all seemed to have like. Maybe cross paths with him at some point. And he actually, so he was a Mad St Kilda supporter and he went, went down to St Kilda were playing a practice match in Ballarat. So our dad's taken us to the game. Yeah. And obviously we've seen, there's Warney. Like, and this is Warney at his yeah. height, you know, like late, early 2000s, I reckon. Yeah. 
he's got his kid there. I can't remember which one he was. But there was a jumping castle that yeah. was um, in operation around the, the ground. And Dad still tells the story. He says, I saw Warney give this, like, $2 a go on this jumping castle. Warney gives a $20 note to this um, jumping castle attendant and just, you know, puts it in his pocket. And Warney walks about 30 metres away where the sun can't see, puts two cigarettes <laughs> in his hand, lights them both, and just sucks them down. <laughs> As quick as he possibly can while the kid's playing on the jumping castle. <laughs> that is a brilliant story. I remember that. I clearly remember that. We are six, five of six. Question seven. What character did he play in Kath and Kim? Were you a Kath and Kim fan? Josh, big Kath and Kim I think fan. in grade six, Kath and Kim was like the pe- at its peak. There was a great just period there for Australian comedy. You Glenn, had Russell Glenn Cro- Robbins. Glenn right. Robbins, Glenn. iconic. He'd be great to get on a quiz. He would be great to get on a quiz. Uh, I believe he played Warney's played a person called Wayne. I reckon uh, it was and Wayne. He was acting as like he was a, a Warney impersonator. Yeah, it's Wayne. Yeah, the shame Warren impersonator. Yeah, absolutely. Marry Sharon. Go and watch the clipped up scenes of that. It is <laughs> just. He's actually too, not bad. It is too much. He's it a, is great. It's, it's it brilliant. Sam, we are we are flying this yeah. week. So six of seven at the moment. Question eight. The 1976-77 droughts in Southern California align with the rise of what sport? The drought aligned with what Car sport? Car washing. <laughs> I reckon. 76. 76. It's a new sport. Drought. 50 years. If they're Southern California along with the rise of what sport? This is the fact that we keep re-answer, like repl- no idea. replaying the question. We have no idea. Head. I'm going to go like some sort of racing. What about or like car racing? Like, no, what about motocross? Okay, motocross. Like, oh, like jump, the dirt bikes. They're dirt bikes. Oh, let's try Okay, that. let's go with that. Skateboarding. Oh, because swimming pools were emptied in an effort to save water. Oh, yeah. What a thinker. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Most famously, the Zephyr skate team are credited with launching skateboarding into the mainstream and inspiring films like Lords of Dog- Dogtown, which I still have not seen. I haven't seen it. We've got six of eight. Question nine. What is the current name of the country that used to be known as Cylon? It's an interesting one because I've got no idea what Cylon is. What is the current name of the country that used to be known as Cylon? Cylon. I've got no idea, mate. Let's go Cylon. It sounds a bit Greek. Yeah, okay. Oh, Cyprus? Let's go Cyprus. Okay. Sri Lanka. We're nowhere near it. (laughs) (laughs) We're absolutely nowhere near it. Modern day Sri Lanka changed its name that was given by the Portuguese when they discovered it in 1505. Long time ago. Long time. We are six of nine. Now, the geography questions are throwing us a bit straight. Yeah, they are, aren't they? They're throwing us off our game. Yep, they are. So, question 10, bonus question. Still, I don't know what a bonus question is because it's still a question. It's still a question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? But SD card keeps putting it in there. I love it. Which Scandinavian country? has banned the breeding of Cavalier King Charles Spaniels and English Bulldogs this year. I don't know, but it's a smart dog. It's a smart decision. You reckon? There's dogs that just are, like, struggling to breathe. Um, Their respiratory systems are just horrible. They've just been mated so many times. Uh, I'm going to go Norway. Scandy country. I'm going to go Norway. Let's go. Is that definitely Scandinavian? Norway is Scandinavian. Let's go. Let's yeah. lock in Norway. 
No way. Well done, Josh. I just had a punt at that. Well done. See, sometimes you just... What's Michael Jordan's comment? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So just take the shot. You do. Okay? Norway. Norway has effectively banned the breeding of English Bulldogs and Cavalier King Charles Spaniels after a court ruled that breeding the pups has only resulted in unhealthy dogs. Sorry, we got... Seven of ten. Seven so of ten. that's above our average Original. in a way because we're usually six of ten, seven of ten. And Sam, send us in what you're getting in the quiz. We'd love As to know. As an audience member, I'd love to know if some people are getting like eights or nines. Yeah. I'd love to see if you're getting ones or twos because like maybe we need to have a sit down. Maybe we need to have some bonus questions that are actually worth <laughs> some more points than just one point. Absolutely it right. would help people out a bit. Sam, what's on for the week? Oh, Sam, can I say something? Sorry. Gosh, don't, Sam, don't ever ask I permission. went to the Foo Fighters. Oh, and how was? Oh, unbelievable. Now, Dave Grohl is already right up there in my favourite musicians. Yeah. But he just went even further up in my books. He was amazing. And so was the whole band. It's a band that looked like they get on because some bands hate each other. There's chemistry. There was chemistry in there. You could see it. It was in the air. Yeah. Josh, you know, it's a long weekend, so I think we all go out and enjoy whatever it is that we're doing. Yeah. No wedding for me this weekend. Which um, is a surprise. Now, just a quick one on the second song yep. from the previous wedding I went to. Yep. A really good selection, Lionel Richie, All Night Long. The good reason for that is because it crosses over generations. It does. the younger generation know it mm-hmm. and the older generation know it. Um, so it, ha- it bridges the gap between those two. I still think Lionel Richie did one of the all-time grand final pre-entertainments. He did. In 2010, it was the rematch of Collingwood St Kilda. He got the party started. All night? All night. You were dancing on the ceiling? All night long, dancing on the ceiling, easy like Sunday morning. Go and see us on Spotify. Share it with your friends. Because we... Instagram. Instagram, we're, we're around. TikTok. Um, TikTok, we're, we're on, on TikTok. TikTok. We are on TikTok. I know you get better at TikTok. Yeah, we, so if anyone's got any tips, that'd be good. But no, we'll see you next week. We'd love it. Love it.